0: Congratulations! Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year.
1: Hammers were falling once again.
2: Buy numbers per option are actually up on last
1: year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%.
2: National house prices were still rising.
1: A man's home is his castle. And today, it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer, for Direct Connect.
2: Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today
0: on one 664 715
1: Yes, and welcome along to another episode of Under the Hammer, the podcast where every couple of weeks we jump in a studio or we jump on Zoom and we have a chat about some of the issues facing people in the real estate industry. It is all thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving easy, connecting services like electricity, gas and more if you're an agent or a property manager. Interested in using Direct Connect? Give them a call, one 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team or head to the website directconnect.com.au. I'm Jane Neild and I am joined by Stavros Ambazidis, one of three co-directors at O'Brien Real Estate and one of the best auctioneers in the country, a very busy man indeed. We have a special guest to introduce in just a moment. Stav, we're doing it via Zoom. Today, welcome. And yes, uh, I'm sure the auctions have been going gangbusters in the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm hearing word of record sales. Oh, look,
0: Jane, it really has been. uh, 24 auctions we've done in the last 10 days, and all of them have been online. But some of the auctions we've done, you know, we're getting an average bid of about $10,000, you know, 70 bids in 12 minutes. There's a lot of those stories. And there have been some big, uh, big results in Frankston. Uh, There was a property sold in Frankston, 14 Roberts Street, for $1,000 a square metre. So it's just been gangbusters out there. We're getting ready to probably get out on the street Hopefully that will happen uh, in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yes, we have seen our colleagues in New South Wales celebrate Freedom Day and start to embrace a post-COVID life. Uh, We are recording on Wednesday, the 20th of October, where Victoria's lockdown will officially come to an end in the next 24 hours or so. So, wow, kind of feels exciting, kind of a a little anxious about what is ahead. Our guest today is a man who has been in one of the parts of Australia that hasn't been as deeply affected by lockdowns. His name is Jet Xavier, otherwise known as the high-performance guy. He's a sought-after speaker, coach, trainer and mentor. He's the guy you said to me, Stav, we must get him on the show. Why? Before we say hi to Jet, what was your motivation for that, Stav? Stav?
0: Look, Jet is one of those guys. Look, he's a good friend of mine and he's a great mentor. He's a good friend of O'Brien Real Estate. He's really been there when we've needed him, especially on the mindset uh, side of things. But one thing I love about Jet is that, you know, you've got to focus on what you can't control. And if you don't focus on that, you will suffer and you'll have anxiety and you'll have other worries in the world. If you focus on what you can't control, uh, and I suppose uh, I always say to you, Jane, I don't want to go grey or bald, okay, and um, – <laughs> And, and Jet's been really good in, in seeing the positive side of life, not the negative side of life. It is what it is. We can't change it. So.
1: Well, Jet, welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. It's wonderful to have you joining us from whereabouts are you located? Which part of Australia are we oh, wishing we were in? Par-
2: service Paradise on the Gold
1: Coast. <laughs> joining us it's from
2: right, sunny, twenty-four degrees here, uh, wind chill about, and yeah, it's just perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed a, a lot of southerners and, and New South Welshmen and us Victorians uh, starting to infiltrate your wonderful area? Well,
2: Yes, i getting lots of phone calls from people in the real estate industry about uh, the area and property and schools and lifestyle and what's going on. We go, yeah, we're going to see a big, um, a big move, I think, from New South Wales and Victoria up here. So it's uh, it's it's been very interesting, and you're quite welcome as well.
0: Well, we've had we've had 40,000 Victorians actually head north, sell yeah. up, and and come for good to live in. Uh, in your area sunshine coast brisbane and the goldie
2: Mm. yeah it's been uh it's uh i mean we've sort of navigated our way through this fairly well uh fortunately um and you know it's it's going to be a good next 10 years with people coming up here and obviously bringing investment into the the um the businesses and uh you know it's just a great place to be and we're very fortunate there's plenty of room so come on up (laughs) Um, uh, when all this uh, dies down. And um, there's a lot of, I mean, it's an exciting place to be, actually. I mean, I've lived in Sydney and been to many states in Australia, but there's a lot happening on the coast here at the moment with infrastructure and technology and entrepreneurialism and a whole range of things. So in the next 10 years, it's going to be fantastic with the Olympics coming up as well. So it's the place to be. Now, I do love Victoria.
1: (laughs) Um, Jet, a lot of what you delve into as a speaker, a coach, a trainer and a mentor is this concept that people actually want to be successful and perform to a high level in their life, but also in their work, without having to sacrifice your health, your family, your parenting commitments, your relationships, without having to completely obliterate any time for yourself. And I think, you know, linking into that mass migration, do you think a lot of that has been from people just going, there's got to be a better way. I've got to be able to work around life and work commitments, being able to actually have a lifestyle that's more conducive to my mental health. You know, It all kind of is part of this, this same movement. I think, towards wanting more out of life than just the grind, the commute and the, the sort of nine to five or the job that you're just chained to?
2: Yeah, well, the biggest upside that's come out of all this, and we can see this by you know what the states are calling the great resignation, is that people have had time to really connect back to what's important and what they appreciate the most and develop a contrast between their what was their working life and what is their new working life and how the two sort of mix um, and the benefits of flexibility and, you know, more home time for for some industries. And so the upside has been that, you know, people have been able to go, okay, well, hang on a second. I'm going to work the rest of my life. Um, Am I going to do it on my terms or someone else's terms? And so they're asking different questions now and, you know, really looking at, okay, what's important to me you know do I want to be stuck in an office 50 60 hours a week or do I want to have some flexibility to work from home and work from the office do I do I want to do this job <laughs> is this job for me I mean the amount of people resigning the great resignation which I mentioned is like people are just going well I'm just going to find a new job um, so that's been something I think was unexpected um, you know with what's been happening because it's all, it's all been sort of doom and gloom and you know there's been a lot of you know uh, bad stuff that's happened due to it you know people losing their lives and their businesses and the, that type of thing and then the mental fatigue that's come with it as well just that ongoing not knowing uncertainty um, but there's been this incredible upside of people sort of I guess becoming more empowered about how they want to live their life um, and I think that's exciting because um, you know we only get one shot at this and you know, a lot of us get stuck in jobs. We get stuck in roles in life that we're not happy about, but we tolerate it uh, and we live out our life, you know, not allowing ourselves to be happy. That's, you know, one of the top five regrets that Bronnie Ware found in her book, The Five Regrets of the Dying, that we don't allow ourselves to be more happy. So I think COVID sort of uh, unknowingly shown us that, you know, there's more to life than just work, um, that we do have a an opportunity to sort of control some of, you know, how we work, where we work, when we work and what type of work we do. And so that's just transformed the whole landscape of, you know, I heard, you know, the amount of vacancies in Victoria, I don't know, Steve, you might be able to add to this, but in the the central business district, that's, that's going to never look the same again because of this whole, you know, work-life exchange now and integration and, you know, it's going to be a lot of, a different CBD now. It's going to look totally different mm. because there's not going to be as many people in there. They're going to have to think, you know, outside of the box around, uh, you know, commercial uh, leasing and and how they populate the CBD. So there's a lot of a lot of great stuff that's happened out of a, a, you know, really challenging time.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's for sure, Jet Look, I have uh, a second residence in South Yarra because I, I work in Melbourne a fair bit, even though I live in in Mornington. And the other night uh, I wanted to, I didn't want to break the chain because I'd done 18 days in a row of 10,000 steps. I, I know it was 11 o'clock at night and I went for a quick run. Uh, Saturday night in Chapel Street and it was zero dead. Bridie O'Reilly's, I got a photo of it. Um, the trams are going up and down, still working, uh, empty. It was really quite sad. Jet, uh, over the last two years, obviously it's been a very difficult time for a lot of agents, a lot of businesses. But one thing that um, you've had the opportunity to do is is gre- really grab a helicopter view or a, a snapshot, a section of the whole industry across all states and territories in Australia, because you you have the opportunity to speak to a lot of agents, a lot of business owners. Uh, you've actually uh, we had a little window where you came down and were a guest speaker at our ignite. And, mm-hmm. Jane, it was quite funny. One of the speakers couldn't make it down. So Jed actually got three um, roles there. So he, he spoke three times, <laughs> which we're very forever grateful for. And you had new content every time. But you've had the opportunity to really see inside people's heads. Uh, yeah. And you've done a huge survey, which we're going to put into this podcast uh, in the in the show notes, because I think it's so important that all agents fill out the survey. It only takes 10 minutes. Oh, less yeah. than 10 minutes. Um, and yeah what What's been your finding so far? I know you don't have all the data yet, but what have you found around Australia? Who's done well, who hasn't done well, What's been the mindset to really get through this?
2: So we, we did the, we started the research in two thousand and seventeen, brought out the first white paper in eighteen and then another white paper in nineteen. And uh, you know fifty percent plus of the industry are suffering from anxiety and stress. Um, physical symptoms of anxiety as well, relationship impact, health impact, um, and it, it didn't really tell us anything we didn't know already. It's a, you know, it's quite a, a lot of people burn out in this industry. And the new research we're doing now um, is, is sort of looking, considering COVID, it's looking a bit, not too much better, but it's looking a little bit healthier actually in some of those areas. Uh, if, if not the same. So, you know, I was quite surprised on uh, looking at it at the moment. We've got to get 1,000-plus respondents, and we've got about 700, so we've got some info already. And it's sort of looking uh, around the same as it has the last couple of years despite COVID. Um, what is apparent is a lot of um, property managers reporting. Um, so, you know, the, we found a lot of the results even though we've got principals and admin and sales agents and assistants, etc., a lot of property managers have done the survey, and I think that's a, an indication of the challenges that they've had over the last couple of years in particular in the industry. I think the sales side of it have had it fairly well. The market's boomed and, and they've run with that. But I think property management's been really challenged. So the the whole level of stress, anxiety, you know, burnout, people accessing medical assistance for stress, Um, uh, impact on relationships, uh, impact on health, uh, uh, very similar to the last few years when we've uh, done other research. Um, The upside is that now we have an app in the industry, the Real Care app, which is really important. If you haven't got that and you're in the industry, Real Care app is really important. And uh, the Rise movement, Chris Hanley started the Rise movement, which has put uh, wellness and wellbeing on the map. Um, in a big way around Australia. And so there's a lot of good things that are starting to happen in the industry. Um, but uh, I'm I'm quite surprised that I thought it would be a bit, a bit worse, actually, through this COVID period. But it seems to be at this point, we haven't concluded this la- latest research, it seems to be, like, on par, if not a little bit healthier than it's been in the last couple of years. So um, I, I'm not sure what that's about yet. <laughs> but we're going to find out, but that that is healthy. But still, it's still an industry that is a lot of overwhelm and stress. It's still an industry with a lot of stereotypes about reporting stress. Um, You know, a lot of my clients are successful principals or agents who have got the business side right, but the relationships are falling apart, the health's falling apart, uh, the mental game, the emotional management's falling apart. So there are still a lot of hills we have to climb, before we get to a really good place of of, uh, wellness and well-being being firmly entrenched in our industry uh, as a platform to assist the people that, you know, turn up day in and day out.
0: Jet, you've got a a book uh, which I love and I've just finished reading and I know a few people in my business are reading it at the moment called Champions Cry 2. What was the inspiration behind that? Because what you've done is you've interviewed a series of people um and getting uh, and there are a lot of champions in our industry. Yeah. Uh, but I really loved the message you had in
2: that. So Yeah, so a lot a lot of so a number of years ago before we started the research, a lot of my clients, one on one as a one on one coach in particular, um, you know, were burnt out, were High levels of anxiety, marriages were falling apart, um, not looking after their health, not, didn't have a life outside of work, were glued to their phone and all, all of the stuff that we still see to some extent. And I wanted to know, you know, what was being done about that and, and what it, uh, what we could do about it. Um, And so I had a bit of a search around and there'd be no research about it at all. So that's how the Revive Project started and the research started around wellness and well-being. And then I thought a lot of my clients fitted that category. Um, And so I thought, well, how can I produce some sort of tool that we can easily pass around and use that's going to inspire people if they're in that frame of mind they're not uh, you know they might be overwhelmed they might be struggling what can we do and i thought you know i know a lot of people that have been through really tough times in the industry and have come out the other end really strong and i thought if we get them into a book and we get that distributed then it's going to get into the hands of those who need it and encourage them to see that you know these people that are looked at in our industry as superstars have been through things that we didn't even know about um, you know, uh, and if they can do it, well, maybe I can do it too. Maybe I can get through. So that was sort of like the main driver. And then the second thing was really to try and break the stereotypes. We're still a real cottage industry mentality. It's like it's you're weak if you speak, that type of thing. You know, it's like harden up. It's like hustle and grind. It's like get on with it. It's like don't complain. You know, here's your phone, here's your desk, go and do what you got to do. And so there's a lot of stereotypes around mental health in our industry and it's looked upon as a weakness so that impacts reporting that impacts people feeling comfortable um talking about mental health issues and talking about how they're feeling and what they're going through and maybe that they're struggling so the book was also a a way of sort of saying hey you know champions cry too you know the people that you would think are the strongest are sometimes going through the worst and are struggling the most And Here's here's some of them, some of the best in Australia, uh, what they've been through, but they've come through the other side. And a lot of them have come through from being vulnerable, from talking, from being open, from getting it out there. And as an industry, one of the things we found in our earlier research is that uh, we need to really start breaking these stereotypes. And it's not weak to speak. It's actually strong. It's strong to be vulnerable. Um, and there's a almost a duty of care of those that lead the industry to, to make sure that there are wellness and well-being platforms for those that do struggle at any level. Uh, because the stereotype is, you know, um, if you're running a successful business, then you must be strong or you're a great agent, you must be strong. And that's not actually the case. Most of them are falling apart behind the smile, um, but they're not uh, confident to speak about it because I'll be judged. people will think they're weak, it's not the manly thing to do or society doesn't accept it. So the book was about breaking some stereotypes as well. So practical, get it in people's hands that need it and let's get the uh, the conversation going around uh, this you know really uh, bullshit stereotype that's weak to to speak about mental health because you know uh, sports people, celebrities, politicians, high-profile business people, right down to mums and dads, Uh, we all are challenged by mental health at some point in our life, Uh, some more than others, unfortunately.
1: Our guest today on the Under the Hammer podcast is Jet Xavier. He is known as the high-performance guy. And you can uh, access a lot of Jet's wonderful work and, of course, those books as well via his website. Jet, just to sort of backtrack there, when you say burnout, I'm really interested, you know, you've got people that come to you and go, hi, and you may be aware of their careers, aware of their position in the industry. If someone comes to you and just goes, mate, (laughs) I think I'm burnt out, can you sort of talk us through a couple of the signs? You mentioned those physical aspects and, look, I I think I've been there in the last uh, few months and trying to claw my way back too with a bit of help. But, you know, how could someone recognise that they might really be on the brink of burnout? What are some of the symptoms you see? And then how can you actually start to put in place steps that will change that by the next time you see that person?
2: Yeah, some are quite obvious. I've had a number of million-dollar riders approach me. One in particular was hospitalised for seven days uh, through burnout. So that was pretty obvious. He needed help. Uh, the other one was suffering uh, anxiety and had to pull over on the side of the road you know, numerous times because uh, he's having anxiety and panic attacks. So they're sort of obvious ones. And, you know, the other ones are really simple. You know, if you're unhealthy, exhausted, lacking energy, dragging your ass around, um, your relationship's falling apart, you're disconnected from your kids, um, you're always stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed. I mean, these are all pretty clear signs that, you know, something's not If you can't switch off your phone, if you're always on 24-7, if you're a people pleaser and can't say no, I mean, these are all signs that you're overextending. And, you know, a lot of burnout comes from us overextending. We think we need to, you know, do more and more and more and more and more. Um, And so when I get people like that, and like I said, most of my clients are running great businesses, but all the other stuff's fallen apart because of it. And so for me, it's about coming back and doing four things. It's about reawakening to what's important because when you're really connected to what's important, you're living a different life. It's reconnecting to your passion. Um, It's realigning with purpose. It's recreating what fulfills you. So meaning, passion, purpose and fulfillment. For me, if someone's burning out, then they're disconnected from those four uh, things. But if someone's connected to what's important to them, what they're passionate about, what their purpose is and what fulfills them, well, they're in the zone, they're, they're aligned, they're congruent, they have synergy about their life and they're focused on what's the means the most to them. They're, they're following their passion and this is all an energy but if if they're just chasing after things they think that's what they should be doing and they think this is right because society tells them all well, these expectations that they grew up with, uh, they're not they're doing something they're not really that passionate about, they really haven't got a purpose, they're not really focused or zoned into something and they're not fulfilled, um, their mind, body and soul are going to be misaligned and it's just going to crumble. It's a, it's a house of cards. They're building their, their whole uh, house on the sand um, so the foundation is, is wrong. So what I try and do is come back to, to rebuild and go, hang on a second, is not seeing your family really important to you? Well, no, it's not. I'd like to see my family. Well, okay, How do we learn how to knock it out of the park and do that as well? Are you happy being 20 kilos overweight? Well, no, I'm not. Well, how do we get you to lose weight and still knock it out of the park? A lot of the times the burnout comes from the model that the person's uh, running in their life, and it's a typical post-war, you know, build Australia model where you work yourself into the ground. Um, It's, you know, really ego-driven, really ambitious um, and determination and win-at-all-cost mentality. And I think we've, you know, we've pushed on, we've passed that. That's why the millennials are sort of going, you you want me to do what? (laughs) How many hours do you want me to work? Um, They're trying to think of it, you know, differently. And they're trying to think of how can I have a great career but have less impact? Um, And so part of the road back to recovery is the decision that, you know, people need to make when they're down the hole is that, you know, I've got to, step up now and, and and look at a different model of living and a different model of working and trust that that can happen. I mean, uh, when we rebuild people in my business, we rebuild a better version uh, that makes their business even better without the impacts on what's important to them. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. And it's great to see men in particular, uh, particularly over 40, it's great to see them aim up and go, you know, I got it wrong. Um, I've stuffed up. It's not working, and I want to. I want to make a change, you know. And I, and I see a lot of broken men come to me who are very successful in the industry, who have aimed up and gone. Okay, it's time. You know, it's time for me to really get serious about being authentic about who I, who I am and how I want to operate.
0: It's quite interesting, uh, Jet, that for years we thought it was the survival of the fittest or the strongest. And, you know, all the selfish, all the ruthless. And don't get me wrong, that plays a really big part in sport and business. But I've been I've actually been reading a fair bit lately and I've worked out that it's, you know, the the theory of the survival of the fittest doesn't really exist. Um, If you really take a deeper dive, you'll actually find it's the survival of the kindest that's more correct. Okay, and and I want to talk about this because everyone thinks you've got to be tough, you've got to be strong. Um, and it's more correct because it explains why species have climbed this, you know, evolutionary ladder. So it's cooperation. It's uh, is more important than competition. Compassion, you know, and I try and teach this to my team. Compassion is the reason for human, the human race's survival. Because if you think about it, if you're kind and you're nice and you, you, know, you, you, you seem to meet, you have more friends, uh, you, you have more children, and and we become and we survive where I find the ones that are always feeling it's the survival of the fittest and I've got to do more and I've got to do more and I've got to do more. They seem to be left behind on the personal side of things, which is what you're talking about. And I know this is a little bit of anthropology at the moment, but we just need to stop being so just judgmental and opinionated and negative. Um, You know, we've just got to focus on our friends more and being kind and looking after people. Uh, because we're all one big family. Um, what What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's collaboration. I mean, it's about how do we collaborate together for a better future. I mean, we can see the signs that the competitive nature of existence, us against them, me against you, hasn't worked, yeah. with the environment. Look at the amount of starvation that's happening. Look at the, look, look. at everything that's just gone to shit in this world, and it's because man has tried to one-up the other one or hasn't got something that they want, so therefore they've tried to do that's That's a model that's leaving us now because we've got a new generation coming through going, you're kidding, we are not going to do that. We're not going to live like that, and they want to be more collaborative in everything that they do. Um, and so there, there's already a shift, there's a collective conscious shift across the world around collaboration and the newer generations that, that are coming through that we've left in the shit with what we've done because we've thought ambition and getting to the top is just been the most important thing. They're just shaking their heads in, you know, such disappointment, thinking how could you sort of leave us with that? So, you know, the downside is it's a it's a mess anywhere you look. The upside is we've got a generation of people coming through, going, "Well, we're going to, we're going to get this right," and they're going to do it through collaboration. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, you know, I, I think of thank you, thank you, water, who um, they, they spoke at one of my events, wellness events, and you know, you can buy water and you can track where the money goes and what wells being dug in Sudan, and you know, just the the movements that are going on around the world that involve collaboration are actually phenomenal. You don't hear about them on the news because mm. it's not good news. <laughs> but when you look at what's happening, it's absolutely phenomenal. And that and that's gonna shift at some point. It's gonna shift at some point and have a have a massive impact. So I, I agree with you. But collaboration is key. Collaboration, contribution and connection I talk about a lot.
1: You are listening to Under the Hammer. And, of course, we are here thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving easy. All those services like electricity, gas, they can do the connections. They can help you and your business out. You can call Direct Connect on one 300 or head to the website, directconnect.com.au. Jet, I know that you've had a, a couple of things sponsored by Direct Connect. And when you're sort of talking about that, you know, yes. part of their mantra is let us do a whole lot of this stuff that can take you way too much time it's not really efficient for you and your team to do we can take off some of that pressure you know there's a good synergy there isn't there
2: yeah well, they were one of the first people in the industry that supported wellness and well-being when we started to do our research and we ran the uh, revive two-day wellness and well-being events they were the first to put up their hand and really get behind the round tables and yeah so very uh, appreciative of their support over the last few years with wellness and well-being so
1: And, Jet, if someone is thinking, yep, you're so speaking about me and my life and, you know, someone's listening just thinking as they juggle three mobile phones and have overbooked their appointments for the rest of the day, like what's the process of working with someone like you? Can you do it online? I'm guessing you do a whole lot of stuff uh, remotely. And what sort of a commitment is involved? Like, is this like a six-month, 12-month kind of commitment or can, can you speak to someone and just get a feel for where they're at and work out a way of working with that person in the short? Tim,
2: yeah, I mean, every, everybody's different, every time's different, but you know, if they go to jetexavia.com, there's a an ebook that they can download there for free that gives them an, a sort of a cross section or overview of what I do. Um, it talks about the successful loser syndrome, and the successful loser syndrome is someone who's successful at business but they've lost in every other area of their life, so. You know, I conduct one-to-one, you know, face-to-face um, coaching sessions and it depends whether it's a couple of times a month or once a month, but and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. And uh, there's also a, a free consult that they can book in online there as well if they're interested in having a chat face-to-face, no obligation. Happy to, to talk to people and see if I can help.
0: And the best part about uh, getting involved with JetJone is he gives perspective. And it's all about perspective. Uh, I've got a, I've actually got to confess. Yesterday we had a franchise or directors meeting on Zoom Jet, yeah. and uh, about five minutes before one o'clock, I get a knock on the door, and my mum was at the door. <laughs> so I had to make a decision. Do I say, Mum, I've uh, I've got to jump onto a a corporate meeting? Or do I send an email with my apologies? And I decided to send my email with my apologies to the uh, O'Brien group saying I'm stuck at an appointment uh, because i got time to spend (laughs) with my mum for about an hour, which, you know, one day I will cherish forever. And I think people have got to do more of that. Um, And I sent sent in a proxy to, to be there on my behalf. And they said, look, you didn't miss much but at least I got to spend that time with my mother. And I think people need to do that. They really need to do that.
2: Well, it's the same as uh, I've been running a lot of Zooms with, with um, teams and one of the biggest challenges that's come up for most people, every second person really says the homeschooling. And, you know, I'm sure that's a challenge for a lot of people, but I thought, you know, you're never going to get this opportunity again to sit down with your kid and spend mm. that time. So why don't you look at it as a gift Uh, you know, rather than a punishment. And uh, most people go, oh, I never thought of that. So, you know, those special moments like you're talking about are really uh, rare. So it's important that we take them now while we can, definitely.
1: And before we let you very busy men uh, go, Stav, have we got a little snapshot of a different kind of just just how bonkers the market is at the moment?
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, it's three weeks in a row that we've had private inspections in Victoria. And for three weeks in a row, we've overtaken uh, New South Wales. We, we had almost 2,400 sales for the week with a 90% clearance rate in Victoria. New South Wales had 2,300 sales, but we are really, yeah, all that pent-up demand that we had in Victoria, it's really, you should see the graph, Jane, it's just a huge spike. Um, and across Australia, 7,900 sales for the week. Now, when I talk to people, uh, I do Greek radio, as you know, uh, there wouldn't be seven thousand nine hundred sales in Greece for the whole year, let alone <laughs> for the week. So um, the the market is bonkers, but there's this huge internal migration going on at the moment. You know, people moving not just from state to state, but as you know, you know we've really focused on regional, and we've opened in Montague, Wangaratta, Warrigal, and and we're opening all over the regional side of Victoria. Because people like yourself, I mean, you did it, Jane. I did. Uh, are moving from Melbourne out into
1: the regional. Best move I ever made. <laughs> can I just
2: add Can I just add something? Can I, if anyone wants to grab a copy of that book, championscry2.com.au, but if anyone wants a free copy, um, I'll give a couple of them away if they want to email me, jet at jetxavier.com. Uh, the first three that I get. Saying champions cry two, I'll send them a free book.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jet. We're going to put all the links in the website, uh, in the show notes to this episode, including that email address. First, three people to email Jet Xavier. get a free copy of Perfect. that book. We love that. Uh, Jet, thank you so much. And my apologies for pronouncing your name incorrectly at the top of the show. So, jetexavier.com is the website. All of the links in our show notes. And thank you so much. It's just wonderful to hear you speak about. Out. look, an industry that's had its challenges, but I really feel, I really feel conversations like this are just the tip of the iceberg in helping yes. the industry get to a point where we can not cry, we can admit that we're going to blow off a meeting and talk to our mum instead of uh, sitting on the Zoom. <laughs> there it. is progress. So thank you, Jet, for your time.
2: I love it. Uh, thanks for having us and thanks for supporting wellness and well-being in the industry.
1: And Stav, your details all in the show notes as well. So uh, say hi to your mum, Stav. And thank no, you so, so much. <laughs> <in my voice. laughs> you have been listening to Under the Hammer thanks to Direct Connect. They make moving and connecting services like electricity, gas, and all the rest so easy. If you're an agent or a property manager interested in using Direct Connect, and why wouldn't you? I mean, look, just take that load off. one three hundred double six four seven one five is the number, or you can jump on their website. Head to directconnect.com.au. I'm Jane Neild, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300
0: 664 715.
1: It's Shayna Blaze here. Join me on my podcast, Homestyle. We provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects, and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.